Before we begin, I wanted to say that this story and all stories by Mr. Ray Beeman are on a playlist on my channel titled The Ray Beeman Collection, and you should absolutely check all of them out. Please, go listen to all of them, start at the first one, and then get here. You'll not be sorry, this man is an absolute amazing author. So, anyways, enjoy. Today's story is To the Tombs by Raymond Beeman. Not above but down below the madness creeps, it takes its toll. If you lower, you must not dwell, for down below is only hell. I had heard the stories growing up. Of course I had. Literally everyone in Kanto had heard the legend at one point or another. Naturally, people talk, and naturally, stories become convoluted over time. Almost, well, almost as if passing moments themselves hold a quill firm to the tale of the horror which had existed for decades on the townspeople's lips. The presence of the catacombs below Kanto had always been well known. A spiraling maze of nothing existed below our feet, stretching for miles in every direction. Down there, ancient remains lingered, remnants of death and decay from the darkest periods of our town's history. On the surface, there was nothing sinister about the tombs. The catacombs were merely a part of a shared heritage, a monument to a time where death was hidden, concealed beneath the earth and hidden away from the gaze of those who lived above. It was the stories about them which altered the narrative. The tale had been retold countless times. Certain details inevitably changed depending on who is recounting the legend, but no matter what, the plot was always the same. A group of friends, interested in a quick thrill, decide to explore the winding labyrinths. A week later, they had not returned, so the police went looking for them, what they found during their investigation was nothing short of horrific. It appeared that the group had become lost within the sea of claustrophobic corridors and endless tunnels concealed beneath our feet. It was decided that they must have gone mad down there, stranded within the inky cold black. The police found messages, pleas, demands, and nonsense scrawled onto the walls in blood. It appeared as if the group had done this themselves, using their own fingers as writing instruments, driving their digits down to the bone in an insane attempt to document whatever had happened down there. Their bodies were never found. The police were stumped, and the case, it was never solved. And this is how the rhyme inevitably found its way into our playgrounds, recited by our children and retold countless times until it had become firmly embedded within the lore of our small town. Mystery breeds fabrication, and tragedy demands logic. The human condition means that we seek answers to that which is unanswerable. We cannot fathom that sometimes in life things are just chaos. Bad stuff happens to good people. 
and random events can change not just our own lives, but the landscape and the history of an entire town. Not above, down below, the madness creeps, it takes its toll. If you lower, you must not dwell, for down below is only hell. I know the rhyme, Lucas, I smiled. You used to recite it all the time when we were kids. Lucas laughed. I'm just making sure that you remember what to expect down there. Somehow, Lucas and his brother Matthew had managed to convince me to join them on their little adventure. They'd been firm believers of the legend for as long as I could remember, and they had commonly spoke about exploring the catacombs one day. I always knew that they would eventually apply their passion to practice, but I never once foresaw that I would be joining them on their little escapade. That had been unexpected. However, most of what had happened in the year prior had been. Never before had I experienced such misery. The foundations of my life had been rocked, and over time, just as one would expect, the entire structure that I had built had tumbled. It had been reduced to nothing more than rubble, a symbolic mess of the destruction that one wrong moment can have on the course of your being. I had regressed and I had hidden away, sealing myself inside of one room with nothing but four walls and longing for company. I knew at the time that it was not healthy, but the distressing feeling which had grown to suffocate my world was just too much to bear. After all, there's nothing like loss to truly remind you of what you once had. So, I decided to join them. Of course, I saw no merit or truth in the idea of the legend. To me, it was just make-believe. A macabre tale of violence which had little basis in reality, but the distraction that it would offer from my own pain was all too real. Besides, this way, I would get to see her again. So, Lily is coming, right? Matthew smirked. Yes, Lily is coming. She should be waiting for us around the corner, actually. <laughs> Lily. My stomach fluttered. I had not seen her since she went away to medical school, and as I turned the corner, I could feel my excitement building. Daylight, radiance, warmth. She looked just as I had remembered her, the last day that we all had saw her, the day just before she left. She smiled as she noticed us approach. Tante, it is so good to see you again. I moved in and we embraced. <laughs> Sweet tenderness, never leave me. I wished for the hug to last, but before I knew it, she was pulling away. Are we really doing this? Matthew and Lucas quickly reassured us that nothing but fun awaited below, and before long we found ourselves entering the small pathway in front of us. Instantly, the air around us became humid. The thickness of its texture 
It seemed to catch in my throat as we moved through the small pathway and began to descend the stone steps in front of us. The light from the world behind us, it quickly faded. And before long, we were underground, wrapped in darkness and cradled in silence. We paused for a moment within the small chamber and evaluated our surroundings. The room was dank, and moisture seemed to collect and fester on the ceiling above. Three pathways branched out in front of us, each shrouded in an impenetrable veil of blackness, which concealed their destination to any who dared to tread the way. Stone walls stood thick and cold, and the mold and moss which grew from each one betrayed their age. The indescribable stink of dust and rot infected my lungs. I turned to Matthew and Lucas, who appeared elated. Is this such a good idea? Lucas and Matthew chuckled. <laughs> really, Dante? Lucas questioned. I thought that you were not a believer of the legends. Are you a little worried that you are going to lose your mind down here? It's just a bit of fun, Matthew added. Lily shook her head. Still, though, there may be something to it. I mean, we all know that strange things happen in Kanto all the time. Do you guys not remember that group that went missing in the forest just outside of town? You know, the ones that went looking for the Wendigo? And do you not remember the writer who came to Kanto? The one who received those creepy letters? He's not been seen since. Strange stuff happens here. Strange stuff can happen here. I just think that we should be careful. The forest? The letters? It... It started ever so slightly, but it quickly took hold. And there it was. Like a splinter within my mind. Trapped deep within the fleshy exterior of my brain... Sticking and so very painful. It grew outwards and spread wide until, before I knew it, the thought had consumed my reality and altered my existence. My, my heart quickened as I struggled to comprehend the sensation. A, a, a memory? It seeped further through my soul as a dark anxiety coursed horribly through my body. As my mind wandered and my thoughts cascaded around of me, a single word pushed itself to the forefront of my consciousness. Sinner. My friends had not noticed the growing distance as they continued to talk, oblivious amongst themselves. After what felt like an eternity, trapped within the boundaries of my own mind, a soft voice pulled me back. What do you think, Dante? Left? What? Left, Dante? Lily asked again, pointing towards the tunnel. We're going to see where the path leads? I weakly muttered a response and followed them into the darkness. 
I followed, but I was not actually there. Somewhere, within Lily's words, a trigger had existed. It had been pulled. It had gone off, and it had startled me, and I knew that there was no going back. As we continued on through the darkness, as the walls became narrow and the tunnel itself seemed intent on choking us, images began to fizz slowly within my brain. As they slowly came into focus, I found a realization forming alongside them, as a deep and dark feeling of utter dread electrified my interior. In that moment, I knew that wherever the path did lead, whatever waited for us at the other end of it, concealed in shadow and shrouded in secret, whatever was at the end of the pathway, I did not want to see it. Lily noticed the subtle change in me. Dante, what's going on with you? I shook my head in response, unable to properly vocalize the turmoil happening within. Lily, were... were you and I ever in the forest together? In a forest, Dante? I don't believe I have ever had that particular pleasure. No, Lily, really. Something you said earlier. It... it brought a memory to the surface. And it's... it's kind of hard to make sense of it. It's like trying to watch a movie through frosted glass. I can make out certain images, but not the entire picture. I just... I think I can remember you and I being in a forest. I think we got separated. I just... It's just... I guess I'm just afraid of losing you. Does, does that make any sense? She paused and reached out with her soft hand. Dante, look... You've had a really rough year, and no one can blame you for taking time to adjust to things. Being down here, it's meant to be a distraction. And it can be, if you let it. We're all here for you, Dante. You can trust us, and we will try to help you. You just have to let us. Like I said, we're your friends, and we are here for you. Her words drifted slowly throughout the tight interior of the tunnel, but... I only heard five of them. We are here for you. Lily, where are Matthew and Lucas? I had, up until this point, been consumed by my own thoughts, and I had never even taken a second to really take in my surroundings. Lily and I were standing within a small tunnel, the width of which could be no bigger than two meters, and the ceiling above us hung uncomfortably close to our heads. The walls were caked in filth, and the horrid smell which had greeted us upon our arrival was so much stronger now. The darkness around took a tangible form as it stood strong against the weak beam emitting from Lily's flashlight. She aimed it further down the path before us, and barely ten meters could be seen ahead. One thing was certain. There was no sign of either Matthew nor Lucas. Lily, where are they? I watched as her beautiful face contorted into confusion. Luke? Matt? A steady pace quickly turned into a dash as we began to move quickly through the tunnel. We pushed on further 
and further, but the pathway only continued to extend in front of us. As we moved through the claustrophobic space, it felt as if an infinite number of tracks were being laid before us, a continuous loop of infinity that refused to give way to an exit, refused to show us a turning or even a way out. The path never deviated. All we had was forwards or backwards. After five minutes, we decided to turn back, and then, after a further thirty minutes, we stopped, exhausted and afraid. Dante, how can this be possible? We were only walking for a few minutes. Where's the chamber we came in through? Where are the turnings? Where the hell are Matthew and Lucas? What is going on? She asked her questions, but I could give her no real answer. My mind had quickly abandoned me, and all that remained was a nasty realization that things were only going to get worse. Something was wrong. I knew that something terrible was happening to me. I did not know what exactly, but it was there regardless. Somehow, I had a memory, an image, a fragment of a life never lived, a life which was not my own. It was so clear, yet so distant, impossible to comprehend, and even harder to forget. The dirty smell which had once lingered within my nostrils was replaced by the freshness of trees. The indescribable scent of a forest and the cool air which inevitably lingered. Within my mind, and within the darkness of the small tunnel we now found ourselves trapped within, I could see her. Lily, her face contorted in fear and her eyes fixed in horror. There was blood, there was greed, there was glutton, and there was sin. The horrible fear began to, to course unpleasantly through me as the memories never remembered continued on. Filth and pestilence, fear and heartache, loss and further loss, all of it was there, bleeding forcefully from my life as my grasp on reality faltered. Bone and sinew, gashes and slashes, rotten flesh and horrid teeth, gnawing and consuming, destroying and reducing. Hell was real, and it existed inside of me. Hell was real, and we had unwillingly stepped into its darkest recesses. I struggled to catch my breath as the tunnel moved noticeably around me. Something was wrong. Lily, Lily, I cannot catch my breath. Immediately, her warm hand was on my face. Dante, try and stay calm, breathe. Please, I need you. Do not do this to me. Air was nothing more than a forgotten commodity. My lungs sucked hard at each breath, but the sticky taste that filled me did little to ease my distress. A tingling sensation of apprehension quickly claimed me as the anxiety took hold. I'm trapped. I'm stuck. I'm lost. I cannot escape. I will never escape. Lily, I cannot breathe. I can't breathe. Lily, I have to get out, please. Lily, I want to go home. I just, I just want to go home. Tears began to stream from my eyes as I struggled to regain my composure. It was all there. The terrible truth of my life. The mistakes, 
the past, the choices, and the consequences. The tunnel had exposed them all. It had brought them to the surface all at once, and it had forced me to confront them. But I could not face it. The never-ending need to taste the outside air would not relent. I could not escape. Lily, I'm sorry, please. I need you. I can't face this. Please help me. A small tear fell from her beautiful eyes. Dante? She began as her warm hand moved slowly over my face. I need you too. And there it was. She needs me. Almost in an instant, the feelings began to subside, and then the weight of my head felt light. As the void of black fell peacefully across my life, and I began to pass out, my lips moved, and I spoke. I love you. And then, there was nothing but silence. Dante, wake up. I opened my eyes. I was lying on the floor. The cold feeling against my back told me as such. Above me, she looked down, her perfect smile a stark contrast to the dim and dark interior of the tunnel. Her hand made contact with mine as she pulled me up for a moment. A feeling of hope could be felt within the maze that we had become lost within, but it did not last. How long was I out for? Hours? I thought you had died. It's eleven past eleven at night. Night? Oh my god, Lily. We've been down here all day. We need to try to find a way out. She nodded her head. I know. When you passed out, I had a lot of time to think. I guess I had to. This is not exactly a place you want to spend a minute alone, so it helped, you know? Dante, we clearly cannot go back. I think that we should keep moving forward. I mean, there has to be a way out eventually, hasn't there? This tunnel cannot go on forever. Matthew and Lucas had to have continued on. They didn't go past us, so they must be in front of us. Right? I think that's our only option. She is right. Slowly, I made my way back to my feet. You are right. We have to keep going. Besides, it's not like we have a choice. So, we began to walk. Minutes passed, and still the pathway continued to extend endless before us. Through the darkness, and illuminated by Lily's flashlight was nothing but more darkness. No light at the end of the tunnel, no peace, and no salvation. All we were presented with was more and more of the same. Closed walls and elusive air. So we pushed further. Our legs strained and our hope dwindled, but we moved on as the tunnel moved with us, building itself around in a never-ending loop. One which would keep us ensnared forever. But we had no other choice but to continue on, so we did. For seconds, for minutes, and for hours, we just kept going and the same cold stone followed us. The same toxic air and the same feeling of helplessness. Everything was the same. Right up until the point that it was not. Somewhere... 
in front of us, an unmeasurable distance ahead, hidden by more of the same, was a noise. It was small at first, but as we moved closer, it became clearer. A banging, a cracking, something forceful smacking. It was clear and it was there waiting for us ahead, waiting to be discovered. It sounded forceful and it sounded harsh, and the nasty noise seemed to fill the never-ending distance behind us while pulling up closer to its origin. Immediately, we stopped. Dante, what is that? I strained my ears, but it was useless. Whatever it was, it sounded unnatural. Whatever it was, it sounded wrong. Lily, stay behind me. Instinctively, she moved back. With no other option, I knew that we had to keep going. Just stay close to me, okay? I felt her small hand rest on my shoulder and took a step forward as the sound continued. Crack. What is that? Smack. We cannot turn back. We, we cannot turn back. Crack. It's getting closer. We're almost there. Smack. A shape. There, in the distance. Crack. Oh my god. The flashlight fell upon the image, and instantly I wished it had not. In front of us was Matthew. He was facing the wall, hands resting against the surface on either side of his head. He did not react as the light drifted over him. He remained completely oblivious to our presence as he continued on with the horrendous action. Crack. His head made contact with the wall. Smack. The blood was steaming. The blood was pouring. Crack. His nose looked shattered. His nose looked obliterated. Smack. His head is leaking. His head was open. Crack. It did not seem real. As I stood there, watching one of my oldest friends cave his skull against stone, that was the only thought that existed. It's not real. It cannot be real. Matthew, stop! Lily's voice came from behind me, barely assertive and laced with pure fear. Matthew! I wanted to move forward. I wanted to restrain him and prevent his attempts at harm, but I could not. The sight of him destroying himself in front of me had immobilized me. The sight of him had consumed me. As slowly, he turned his head towards us. The red tint on his face almost completely concealed his features, but even so, even through the darkness, I could still see as his blood-stained teeth came to light in a terrible and terrifying smile. I see so clearly now. And then, silent. Time slowed, and we just looked at each other, as I found it impossible to divert my gaze. Slowly, he nodded. I can see it all. With his five final words, he turned back towards the wall and with one last violent and forceful push, shattered what remained of his skull against the hard stone of the wall.
His body fell in slow motion as I grabbed Lily by the hand. Before she had even had a second to register what had happened, I pulled her forcefully past his corpse and further into the path ahead of us. She began to scream and she began to cry, but I could not really hear her. All that I could think about was moving forward, further into the abyss, further away from the horror behind us. We ran and we strained, but we could not stop. Whatever was happening down here would not happen to us. I was resound in that fact. I would guide us to safety. I would save us. We would be together. And that was when we saw Lucas. His body was propped up against the wall as he sat stretched out across almost the entirety of the floor. Grasped within his hand was a significantly sized rock. He turned and looked up as we neared. A similar deranged smile etched across his hauntingly ecstatic lips. Hey, Dante. I told you that we would have fun. My lips trembled as I tried to respond, but nothing came. <laughs> you cannot run forever, Dante. It would be much easier if you just take your punishment. You deserve it, and you know it. <laughs> A guttural laugh escaped his lips as he brought the rock down against his leg, and it continued to echo against the closed walls as he struck again. Two strikes became five, and five became ten, as he forcefully continued his barrage, intent on severing his own leg by way of impact. Again, instinct took over, and I pulled Lily past him, and further in into the darkness... As we moved, he called for us from behind, his voice meshing with the nasty sound of his mutilation. Hell will find you, Dante. <laughs> Hell has found you. Survive. Keep moving. Do not stop. That was all that filled my terror-stricken mind. The primal response to persevere, to escape, to continue on existing. How ironic I found it that for the entire year prior, I had felt as if my existence was one that should not continue. I had tried to escape my past, I had tried to escape my choices, and I had tried to escape my life, but in that moment, all I could think about was ensuring that I would continue on, that my life would endure and remain outside of the catacombs. Irony. I guess you have to be a fan. As we kept moving through the tunnel, a light could finally be seen ahead. I stopped and turned back to Lily, elated to finally be nearing the end, but she was gone. Somehow. I was not surprised. Deep within me, I had expected it. I had remembered it. I turned back towards the light and slowly took a few steps closer towards it. And finally, through the blinding glare from beyond, I saw it. It looked upon me from the brightness around it, waiting for me, demanding my attention. I guess I knew that it had always been there, but it was only now that I was ready to see it. It called to me. It welcomed me. The red 
old-looking typewriter sat on a table. A ray of light illuminating it perfectly within the shadows. It looked clean, it looked maintained, and it looked out of place amongst the terrible interior of the tunnel that I had found myself trapped within. A fresh piece of paper had been left within the typewriter. Whatever was on the page seemed to be what had been calling for me. It had been the real reason for my imprisonment, and it would always keep me trapped below until the message had been read. With a shaking hand, I retrieved the paper and read, You are finally beginning to see that everything is linked. I must apologize for not being clearer. I can assure you that this is not a choice which I take easily, but it is integral to the plan. He is always watching and he is always waiting, but I know that with a bit more planning and a little more patience, we can finally succeed. The picture is getting easier to discern and you are beginning to see between the lines of the chapters which have come prior. And just as before, it is all there for you to see and you are beginning to see it. You must listen to my words. Everything is important. There are no chance themes, there are no accidental characters or meaningless messages. Names and even times will play a part. They have already played a part. A title is only a title until you see what it is intended. I will take a chance to assist you even though it may not be wise. Take the first. I was wrong before. There are no levels, but only circles. Nine of them, to be exact. Limbo and lust, gluttony and greed. The list goes on, but you already know that. Together, we can guide you to understanding, and with that knowledge, we can beat the system. I know this cannot go on forever. It must not. We are getting closer to the end now, just wait. Everything that has a beginning will have an end, and do not forget to watch for the next. D-A I read the words once, and then I read them again. As my eyes settled on the title at the top of the page, I knew that things were only going to get worse. The three words were crisp, and the three words were meaningful, even though their message escaped me. As I read them, somehow, I knew that something bigger was going on, and that somehow, time was quickly running out. To the tombs. So that was To the Tombs by the always amazing Ray Beam, and please check out all of his links down below. Show him all the love in the world. I wanted to say that to get that out of the way because I want to kind of say something here. This is the third part to the series, though, and I may be way off base here, I'm starting to think it's not. I'm starting to think this is either the fourth or fifth part to this series, and I just didn't realize it at first. 
Mostly because, as the story says, there are no coincidences. Everything is linked. So technically, this would either be the fourth, fifth, or one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth part to this series. Yeah. Ray, am I way off base here? I have a feeling I'm way off base, but if I'm not, let me tell you something. You've done an amazing job setting this up without me even thinking about it or realizing that there was ever any intent for this to be a collected series like this. Anyways, this is either part three, part four, part five, or part nine, uh, eight, sorry, not nine, of this series, and the next one is nine. And I believe the number nine was mentioned in this story. So, hmm, if you all enjoyed this, please do hit that thumbs up button and let Ray know what you think on the comments down below. Let me know what you think about this series so far. Uh, if you want to know, the if it's three parts, if this is part three, uh, part one is Welcome to the End, part two is Sinner and Saint, and then this would be part three to the tombs. If it's not part three then you need to go down to my playlists and go play uh, the Ray Beeman collection. That's right, Ray. All of your stories are collected into a playlist because I'm curious on something. Anyways, you should all go listen to all of Ray's stories. Anyways, they're freaking amazing. Dude is a genius at writing. Anyways, friends, uh, hope you all have a beautiful night. I'm not going to keep this going. I will see you on the next video, but until then... Sleep well.